Good afternoon and welcome back to the Words at Work podcast. How you doing? How you feeling? How you living right now? If you don't know already, the mission of this podcast is to help young professionals navigate their world of work, especially young male professionals. The world of work can be such a confusing place and I've come to conclude that unless you know how to navigate the landscape, you can easily get lost in the land. In this podcast, I'll be sharing my experiences in this land and some of the things I've come to understand with the aspiration of empowering and equipping you to chart your own course. Your career course is your world of work's journey and your journey consists of steps, but how can you progress on your path if you don't know what steps to take next? This is exactly what today's episode is about, figuring out your next steps. If we don't know where to step, we will either stay stuck where we are or fumble around in darkness hoping to find the light. I've been there before and today I'm going to share that experience with you. And more so, I'm going to share with you how I was able to find my way out of that darkness and develop a framework to figure out my next steps, regardless of where I am or what I'm doing. So, without any further ado, I offer to you episode number two, Feel for the Light. The topic of today is inspired by this issue, figuring out my next steps. Has this ever been a question that you've asked yourself? Has this ever been a situation that you've found yourself in? Because I know I have. It can be so confusing to know what your next step is because there are so many steps before us. There are so many options that we can take. There are so many places that we can work. There are so many positions that we can fill. There are so many paths that we can pursue. There are so many partners that we can work with. There are so many things. There's like a plethora of things (laughs) that can confuse us and keep us in the dark about knowing what next steps to take. What makes this particularly hard is that if you're like me, you want to take the next best step because you know that you can misstep by making mistakes and you know that if you analyze what's before you, it is possible to find the best thing to do. And even though this is quite simple, it's not always as easy to do this. For the context of this episode, The dark is the absence of knowledge and the light is the presence of knowledge. When you're in the dark, you can't see. You don't know what to do. When you're in the light, you can't see. Your steps are clear and your path is pursuable. I was gonna say your path is perfect, but the path is never perfect. The path is always pursuable. And when I saw this issue, The first thing that came to mind was a night, an experience that I had while I was in university in my dorm room and I was really going through it at this time. Now the story is real simple, it's real silly, but I find it to be very significant. Now even though I still have a hard time knowing what my best step should be, because of this experience and reflecting on this story, I can find a framework that I could use to figure out my next step. And sometimes the next step is the best step. 
Because the best thing you could do is move from where you are and do something different to change your position, to change your direction, whatever that thing could be. That could be something as simple as getting out of bed. And for anybody who has been in a place in their life, in an emotional state in their life, where they have not been able to get out of bed, that is the next best thing. That is the next thing you can do. That is the best thing you can do. And it's a simple thing, but it's a significant thing. But anyway, from this story, from this quest, because that, that, that's what it was, it was a quest for me to find the light. <laughs> I want to submit to you five questions that you can ask that I hope can help you figure out your next step or some next step. Now by now you must be wondering what that story is, right? Let's get into this story. So let me set the scene for you, right? The year is 2019. My son was born three months ago and it's 1.45 in the morning. Now it's 1.45 in the morning and I lay awake in my bed just restless. I was restless because I was wrestling with my new reality. I, I was having a hard time coming to terms with the transition that had just taken place in my life. I was yet to understand the blessing that this baby boy would be to my life. I was scared. I was stretched. I was stressed. Right? And I was, I was just restless, you know. It was just, it was just a, a dark night, you know, 1.45 in the morning. It was, it was just pitch black. And in addition to feeling frustrated and restless, I was feeling additionally sad because my RA position was not the most secure at the time because of a situation that happened. And uh, this added to my stress. Now to make matters worse, in addition to being frustrated, in addition to being sad, in addition to being confused and afraid, I was also extremely hungry. It's 1.45 a.m. Your boy hasn't eaten since 7 or 8 p.m. in the night. And even though I have a meal plan, which grants me access to the meal hall, if the meal hall ain't open, they have no access to be granted. And therefore, it was starvation in the nation, right? So I'm extremely hungry, but I'm feeling lazy too, because I'm not feeling to get up to go to the kitchen. Because if I get up and go to the kitchen, I'm gonna have to make something. And I don't want to make something, I just wanna eat and sleep. That, that's all, I just wanted to eat and sleep. But the more I lay there and the, the more I experience all the emotions in that moment, I realized that unless I did something, I could have easily thought myself into depression. So I said, all right, I'll get up, I'll give in to the hunger. I need to satisfy this desire to eat. And because I wasn't feeling myself, I wanted to find a way to cheer myself up. Anybody who knows me knows that's real simple for me to do. Anything silly, anything a bit foolish could, could easily put a smile on my face. And I think to myself, hmm, what if I was to make my way to the kitchen to get my food, but do it in complete darkness? What if I was to be a ninja? If I was the night crawler? <laughs> So I decided to play this game where I would make my way through the dorm in darkness, right? This did the trick and cheer me up because I wasn't focusing on my fare, I was focusing on, on this foolish little game. So I said, okay, well, if I have to get to the kitchen, I need to come off my bed, make my way through my room, go down the corridor, and get into the kitchen, right? So I start by swinging my legs off the bed and begin to hop off my bed, right? I know the height from my bed to the ground, so I stand up and I'm off my bed now. So next thing I have to do 
is make my way through my room. Should be simple enough. I be in this room every day, multiple times a day. Not to mention the room wasn't very big. I know there's a wall in front of me with some clothes in my little closing cupboard here. And my desk is to my right hand side. So if I turn right and step forward, I'll feel my desk. So I said, okay, let me take this step forward. And I took this step, but I forgot that I had not put back a pair of shoes. Fumbled over the pair of shoes, flew into the desk and was experiencing now severe pelvic pain. <laughs> and even though it hurt so much, I had to laugh at myself because I was like, dog, what are you doing? You, you, you're bumbling around your room in darkness to try to get a meal. You're not no ninja, you're a novice. Yeah? <laughs> and I laughed at myself because I was just like, this is, this is why you, you don't try to navigate your room in the dark, you know? But it was fun and just wild. So the pain subsided. I gather myself, find my footing. I put my hand on my desk so I could know, like my desk is now my new landmark, right? So there's a wall, there's a mirror, there's my clothes basket, and then there's the door. So after experiencing this pain, I give up my plan of moving in the dark throughout the whole dome. So I say, well, let me get to the light switch in my room so that I could then see my way out from the desk. I feel the basket. I feel my way along the wall. I find the frame of the wall and I find the light switch. Feel and flick on the light switch. And there's light in the place and the corridor is illuminated and my way to the kitchen is clear. So I make my way to the kitchen, open the fridge, see nothing in the fridge. I had some hope that when I got there, maybe there was some magic that happened in the fridge. But there was no magic. There was just meat to be cooked. I close the fridge, I open the freezer and lo and behold, I discover a hot pocket in the freezer. I put my hot pocket in the oven. I pour myself a glass of juice from the dining hall. And I enjoy my dinner. Hunger satisfied, night ninja satisfied, and I could go to sleep. And I closed off the night on a good note. The end. And that was the extremely descriptive version, of course, because I have to give you guys the play-by-play. -play. But the real simple version of the story is that I wanted to get my food in the kitchen. So I came off my bed, bumbled and fumbled around in my room, had to find my footing on my desk, feel for the light, put on the light, and get to the kitchen. The moral of the story is that to get to the prize, which was my food, I had to feel for the light. This was the story that came to mind when I saw the issue of figuring out the next steps because to figure it out is to feel it out. To figure it out is to learn, and we only learn when we live. There have been so many things that I've had to live through so that I can learn, so that I could have learned. And that's just the reality of the road, of the journey. So even though this story was silly, it's simple, but it's significant, and I hope you got a giggle out of that. So here are the five questions that I would then propose to any person and that I use when I'm trying to figure out my next step. First question I submit to you is, is, what is your prize? What is your food? What is the thing that you are going after? What is the thing that you are pursuing? What is the thing that you are trying to achieve and to accomplish? Just like in the start of my story, I had to figure out what was my prize. My prize was food. And the prize was enticing enough for me to get out of bed, get over my feelings and make my way to the kitchen. Because when I picked the prize and I figured out the food, I knew where the food was. 
so I knew what path I had to take to get to the food. And I began to get a sense of the steps I had to take off my bed, through my room, through the corridor, into the kitchen. The path now became illuminated. The next question I want to share is to ask how can I make the path fun? How can I make the path to find the food fun? How can I make it exciting? Because I wasn't feeling to go away. I was just in it and I was down and it was dark and I was feeling like all broody like Batman. And I didn't want to do anything. By me playing this game, I was now excited for the experience. I now had something else to focus on. I was now able to focus on my excitement and the fun I was going to have as opposed to the feelings of fear, frustration, doubt and confusion that, that I did have at the time. So how can you make it fun? I feel like such a huge part of the world of work and our journey on the world of work and what has made my experiences so exciting so far is that I've tried to make them fun. Because it's not all sunshine and rainbows, fun and games. So we have to find ways to make it fun because it's not gonna automatically or always be fun. So that's the next question. The third question is then, where is a solid start for me? I started my journey to the fridge, to the food, by my bed. I knew that position. I knew the bed frame was behind me. I knew there were no shoes under my feet. I knew there was the closet in front of me. And I had a steady start. I was able to take my next step, even though my next step was not the best step, and it was a big fumble. I was able to take the step because I had that start. In reflecting on this issue and reflecting on this story, there have been so many times that I haven't been able to figure out my next step because I didn't know where to start because I was shaky. I was uncertain. And it's obvious that you'll be uncertain if you're in the dark. <laughs> if you're confused, it's going to be a challenge to start. But how can I steady myself is the question I then ask. Answer that question by asking, well, what is something that I am certain in? What is a certain start? What is the topic or area that I know that is aligned or attached or connected to the price to the food that I want to get to. The next question is, where is a good start? Where is a good start? You have your goal in mind, you have your price, you have your food in mind. Where is a good start? And I think you, you will know the answer to this question, or at least in your mind, you'll be beginning to think of some ideas. And if you can't answer the what is a good start or where is a good start, maybe you could start with who is a good start. Just like with the podcast, I didn't know where to start, so I asked my coach, where's a good place to start? And he was able to give me a good start. Now, what he simply said to do was start. You know, so that's a really simple start, it's just to start, whatever that is. But anyway, that's a lot easier said than done now, and, and super simplified, but very hard to do, as, as it was with this podcast and speaking for so many years. But anyway, who is a solid start for me, is the question I then asked. From this, you'll then be able to figure out, okay, well, who can I talk to? Who can I liaise with? Who has experience in this thing? Who has been in the place that I'm trying to get to? Who has done the thing that I'm trying to do? Who have I spoken to about before? With respect to doing this thing, that might be able to advise or suggest a new step. The question after that I ask is then, what is the best thing I can bump into? Because the next step for me was my fall. The next step for me was the fumble. And even though it hurt real bad to hit my hip, on the desk and experienced that pain. It was only because I fell into the desk I was then able to know where the desk was. I now knew another landmark in my room. I knew where the bed was and now I knew where the desk was. And it was hard to learn that lesson, but I figured it out. And after hitting the desk, I was able to find my footing because what was 
then my pain now became my gain of support. I was now able to use my desk to then take my next step. So the next question is, well, what is the best thing I can bump into? And when I say bump, I mean interact with. We learn so much when we interact with our world, when we interact with people, when we interact with environments, when we interact with inner parts of ourselves. That's how we learn. When we come into connection with things, when we bump into things. So I submit that the bump that you experienced and that the bump that I experienced wasn't a bump to deter you, but it was actually a bump to secure you. It was actually a bump to maybe put you in a different direction to now give you a new perception of the place. Maybe that bump was for you to find your foot in. There have been so many uh, painful lessons that I've had to learn and, and like bumps that I've had to have and I've bounced my head several times and in many ways and I got the scars to show. <laughs> just, just as you do, you've been through it, you've been bumping into things and I know you know what it's like to feel that pain but I also know that you can learn from that pain. I know sometimes it can be frustrating as well when you're constantly bumping into things or you're constantly fumbling over things. What feels like you're constantly tripping over things. There were so many times in my life and in so many ways where I felt like I was just bumbling around because I didn't know what next to do. I was just figuring it out, you know? I was just feeling it out. I was just trying to get this thing done. I think about parenting and a huge part of my parenting learning curve was just feeling it out, figuring it out as it goes along, as time progresses. Business has been the same thing. You feel for it, you fumble, and when you fumble, you figure out a new way, or you figure out a way to not do it. And that's probably more important, not figuring out so much, or not, not focusing so much on figuring out the next step to take, but finding the steps not to take. Because that leads to a lot of distraction when navigating your journey. Because if we were to know what to not do, that now helps us know what we should do. And if we know what we should do, we know what we should not do. So I know now that I should not fumble over my shoes and hit my desk to find my way to the light. I know now the things in parenting in my marriage, my romantic relationship, because my relationship before was my marriage, my, my jobs, my hustles, myself, my friends. I know now what not to do, and that helps me figure out what I ought to do. So that question is, what's the best thing I can bump into? And then after that, well, where could this bump me into? Where could this interaction lead? And that's an exciting question to ask because then we begin to get creative thinking about the ways this could benefit me. The way you think about the ways this could benefit you. Because I had to realize in my situation, in that experience, I wasn't being bumped farther away from the fridge and my prize. I was actually being bumped further towards it. I was being bumped forward. If you're in a space or a time where you don't know what your next step is and you're having a hard time figuring out your next step, the next question I have is, well, how can I feel for the light? What is something I could do to get a taste of what it's like? How can I feel it out? And you feel it by actually doing it. The only way I was able to get the feeling of what speaking was like was when I actually spoke. The only way I could get the feeling of what parenting was like was when I became a parent. The only way in which I was able to 
feel what it was like to apply for jobs, get declined from jobs. I had to apply for the job and I had to get declined from the job. The only way I was able to feel and learn the things in my world of work, the only, the only way I was able to feel what it's like to be on camera, to be a visual actor, to be a vocal actor, was to actually do the acting. The only way I was able to feel what it's like to speak and be sought out to speak was to actually speak. It was to go and sit on panels and say yes to those opportunities. Because when we feel it out, we get a deeper understanding of it. With that feeling, out comes a fulfillment. With that feeling comes education. With that sensation comes a realization. And with that realization comes resolution. And that's where we find the light switch. That's where we learn the thing. We find the light. We flick it on and something just makes sense. Now what was once dark is now bright because you've figured out the next step. Or rather, you've figured out a way to illuminate your next steps. The light is now on and you're now no longer in the absence of knowledge. You're now in the presence of knowledge. You're now in the presence of insight. You're now in the presence of knowing what to do. Because now you can see your next step. I really believe that when we feel, we find. And when we find, we learn. And when we learn, we earn. When we feel out these positions and when we feel out these emotions, when we feel out the navigation that we are having in our world of work, we find new ways to work. We find new opportunities. We find new people. We find new partnerships. We find new connections. We learn how to take the next step. We learn how to progress. We learn how to do more and because we learn how to do more, we earn more because we know more and can do more. And that is the experience that I had that came to mind for how I've been able to figure out my next steps. And this, again, doesn't make me the best at figuring out the next things to do because I still struggle with that, but it helps to know or narrow down five questions to figure out my next step. So to recap, the times in my life where I've had a hard time figuring out what to do, I've asked myself, what's my prize? What's my food to get my direction? I've asked, how can I make it fun to get that food, to get some excitement, to get some more motivation to pursue the path? I asked, where's a solid start for me to find a steady place to start? I've asked, what is the best thing I can bump into to know what are the interactions that may best help me move forward? And I've asked, how can I feel for the light? How can I feel for the thing? How can I have the sensation that I know will lead to a realization, that I know will lead to resolution. So I really hope that this helps someone. I really hope that in sharing my experience, you're able to find something within there that can help you on your experience and help you in your pursuit of progress so that we can work in the way that we want to and do wonderful work in wonderful ways and work wonders with our work to build the life of our dreams with love like love and respect in all aspects. And that is a wrap for today's episode, episode number two, Feel for the Light. Now, I don't know about you, but I really felt this one. Sharing about that night, I remember so clearly how down and how stuck I felt. My mind was a mess and the darkness of my room was a perfect depiction of the despair that I felt. And although that night passed, there are so many situations that bring those feelings of sadness, frustration, fear, doubt, laziness, and hunger. But I know now that I don't have to stay in that place. It gives me hope to know that I'm able to move in 
around and out of that dark space and I'm excited to see you do so too. Isn't it crazy and wonderful how out of that mess came this message? I just want to say thank you to the person who shared this issue with me and in so doing enabled me to share this story. If you found value in this story, in this episode, please share that value with someone. Share it on your timeline. Share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. Because we're all working on something in this wonderful world and we need the stories. Speaking of, if there's an issue that you're struggling with in your world of work, please shoot me a message, drop a comment so that we could address it and suppress it to enable you to continue along your path of progression. And if you haven't already, I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss the gems that we're about to drop. And speaking about the gems that we're about to drop, let's talk about next week's episode. The topic of episode number three is finding the courage to share the deeper parts of yourself. Now that is an issue indeed. In a world that's filled with so much opposition and judgment, it's more than understandable why we feel to hide aspects of ourselves. Have you ever done this before? Held back thoughts, suggestions or ideas in fear of another person's reaction? Well, if so, next week's episode is for you. Until then though, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for lending your ear to hear what I had to share. And I want you to know that I am here, ready, willing and excited to hear your words at work. Until next time, later.